0: been a long day. Grab a beer and sit back. It's time for Brew Talk. Here's Scott Chad and the Brew Doctor himself. Dr. Michael Mosier.
1: Happy Brews Day everyone. Welcome to Brew Talk here at 103.1 and 1310 KFKA Northern Colorado's voice. I am here with the world famous chad and the brew doctor talking about beer that's that's me (laughs) that's you i love it and we're going to talk about beer and different things about beer we're going to review a beer and we're going to drink beer and we're going to drink beer i love that i found out recently that it is against fcc rules for the producer to drink alcohol that's correct so even if micah was someone who drank alcohol he never could but that doesn't stop us from drinking it i like that idea i do too I think that's great.
2: Now, now we do uh, we do have some winter weather in the area, right? Yeah. So um, we thought it would be really cool to have a protest against winter. Okay. And so we are not drinking beer. February 29th, 30th, and 31st. Oh, what a great idea. Yeah, that's so, a fantastic yeah. idea.
1: You know, that's one of the few non-drinking things I could get behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this whole, like, you know, dry January,
0: not a fan. Right. But well, I like that. And I always try to take those days off of drinking anyway, j- just to kind of reset the system. Mm-hmm. And, that's right. And, yeah, that's and clear right. everything
1: out. I usually take those days off of work. Yeah. It's like, I'm yeah. not going to work those days. It's a, it's a good plan, yeah. isn't it? It is. It's so a great plan. Other than that? Have a beer. Have a beer. Have a beer on any other day except for the 29th, thirtieth, and thirty first.
2: And yep, and that helps protest winter, and so helps, that yeah. you know we can send a message to Puxatani Phil.
1: Yeah, because apparently that, we're getting six weeks.
2: That's right. That he needs to
1: stay asleep and yeah. just not worry about things. Yeah, we're we're good. We got this figured out. Mm-hmm. And apparently we're supposed to get snow. Tonight and tomorrow,
0: which reinforces the need for us to protest at the end of the month. That's what is correct. it with the snow on Wednesdays? I don't know. I don't know. It seems like the last few weeks, it's been every Wednesday we've gotten some
2: snow. Well, there was a year there where it seemed like it snowed on every Friday afternoon. Yeah. And I was like, great. Because then it, you know, you don't have to get up and go to work on Saturday or Sunday if that's what your schedule is. Yeah. And so I, it actually was
1: very relaxing to see the snow. Yeah, I not so much now. I think I'd rather, although when I was 12, I wanted it during the week so that I go <laughs> to school.
2: And, school. Then,
0: and then on the weekends, we were still free to do things, which. Mm-hmm. Well, my backyard is finally thawed enough that I can clean up after the dog. Yep. Yeah. So I was out there trying to get that done before the snow comes to Doing that today, yep. Or finally uh,
2: clean up after the utilities people are in my easement. Uh, yeah, so. you've
0: got have a huge hole on your sidewalk. Yes, I do. As, as long as
2: they don't touch my fence, I'm cool. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Well, they're supposed to fix that.
0: If yeah. Do.
1: Uh, they, they're supposed to. Yeah. That, that's why I use that word <laughs> specifically. It's kind of like when we use the word interesting. Yes. It's, it's, interesting. it's interesting. They're supposed interesting.
2: to. Yeah. And, uh, you know, more power to them. That's yep. a good
1: thing. I yeah. understand that. Um, I just wish it was in somebody else's yard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's funny talking about that. Um, you know, I worked for the city when that was kind of coming on board and everything else. And I swear, I have not seen more Comcast and Xfinity trucks in the city of Greeley running around mm-hmm. than I have in the last year or so. Oh, yeah, and Aloe. is well, running around. Well, Allo, because we knew that was coming. But yeah. I just find it... Humorous that all of a sudden, you know, for years and trying years to and catch years, up. we're trying to you know beg these companies to come in and help, and especially on the east side of town. Yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, come on, they need something. And sure enough, even today, there was four trucks that were literally very cool. You know. By, you know, from one of the companies that was there, um, all working on stuff east of 8th Avenue. And I'm like, good for you guys. Well, if that's yeah. what it takes, you know, <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, I felt like walking out and saying, Hey, you guys need to just take a break and have a beer or something yeah. like that. And just I don't relax. know. When
0: I walked the dog by this afternoon, and there, not many of them were actually working. There was right. one guy digging a hole
2: <laughs> with about
0: 10 of them sitting <laughs> watching him. So,
2: well, like, when I saw them, it was like 9 o'clock in the morning. I didn't think they'd really want the beer at night. <laughs> hey, at you early. know, it's 12 o'clock somewhere. Somewhere. Now,
0: that's what I was always told growing up. Out in the boy. middle of the Atlantic Ocean, <laughs> it's 12 o'clock. You know, I always, I always say you can't drink all day if you don't start early. Well, that's so. true, too. Oh, good point. I like that.
1: I wonder what other interesting little one-offs, like, you know, drinking phrases that people remember. If anybody thinks about it, put it on social media. We'd love to hear, what was your favorite phrase? Like mine was, you know, it's 5 o'clock somewhere or whatever it is. But I like that. Can't start drinking all day. Or you can't drink all day if you don't start early. 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 I like it. Mm -hmm. Well done. All right. Well... Doc, you were kind enough to provide us with our table beer today. What are we yeah, drinking? Yeah,
2: so this is our uh, English pale ale, uh, the M2K2. Uh, it's just one of my favorites. So, yeah, mind as well. Uh, well, that's why I bring it. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't suck, and it goes it goes down nice and easy. And uh, well, we've got lots of it, so uh, that's always a good thing. Um, so yeah, it's just a it's a really good malt forward beer mm-hmm. that um, has just the right amount of kick to it uh, that I think it keeps you on your toes, and uh, it's a real nice relaxing
0: kind of beer. I think I would agree. Mm-hmm. So I noticed nobody's wearing beads. Today's Fat Tuesday. It is. Does anybody plans for celebrating later?
2: Well, we've got Zydeco music playing at the brewery right now. Can't beat Zydeco, and uh, that's been fun. Down with the Zydeco. Gets you in a you know feet stomping kind of mood.
0: Mm -hmm. So So it's party music. It's drinking. It is. It's good time music.
1: I'm saving up because I'm going there Friday. So I figured I'm going to be on the back end of everything, but I will be there. Starting Friday oh, I, through oh, the weekend, you're never that, in the back end at Mardi Gras. No, I know. It's like I've, I've been been to New Orleans once, and that was I think I was there in June, and it was like, oh, is it Mardi Gras again? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Every See, night.
0: I'd almost rather go when you're going yeah. to avoid some of the chaos? Yeah, you know, although June is really hot. I would have. Yeah, that was the, the bad part
1: about it. it a was fall like, yeah. day or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you don't like humidity, it is not. Good. <laughs> no.
2: But the food is great. Oh, yeah. And I don't care what anybody says. I think good down-home Louisiana cooking has, is, you know, that's where the bee's knees are.
1: Agreed. It's good stuff. So, Chad, what about at the Tavern? Because it is Fat Tuesday. We're getting into that Mardi Gras sure. season. Are you guys doing anything unusual or unique specific for this time of year?
0: Uh, you know, not really. We're, you know, we're still kind of just a pub. We don't have a whole lot of Cajun influence. Um, we do, you know, we'll try to do a couple specials and, Mm -hmm. you know, as always, if you want a hurricane, we'll pour one for you. Um, but you know, it's Tuesdays for us are always kind of like beer centric and tacos. So, Mm. um, you know, we've got, that's right. It is taco Tuesday. It is taco, taco and tap Tuesday is what we call it. So. Everything on drafts, on discount. Um, We also have some $2 cans and bottles that are some of our closeout items from the holidays. We're trying to... uh, So $2 closeouts on
1: Taco Tuesday. There you go. Tap in Taco Tuesday. Wow. We were talking before before the (laughs) show, alliteration.
0: (laughs) right, the second month. It's two and it's the 21st, but not the 22nd too bad wow. it's not the 22nd. That would have been really cool. It yeah, would have been. The, the 2D2 day. But yeah. I imagine tomorrow we'll still have $2 beers on February 22nd. So. I know.
1: I can only imagine how chaotic you would have been last year when yes. it was 2, 22, 22, 22. And that
0: could have been on a Tuesday. And, it, you know, missed opportunity there, yeah. I think. Man.
1: Palindrome day. day. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. You always love those. Kind of fun,
2: yeah. My wife has actually pulled the car over to take a picture of the odometer
1: <laughs> when there is a, a palindrome on the odometer, or you have like you know one two three four five six or one oh, of those yeah, other yeah. things. I yeah. pulled over
0: for that. Did I mean, you take <laughs> the
1: picture? I was like the people pull over for like you know two hundred thousand miles or yeah. three hundred thousand miles, and I feel like that was much more prevalent about twenty years ago. We don't that's have be- a lot of vehicles. Well, that that's that because
2: now. cars, you know. Couldn't didn't normally drive that far before the yep. engine would go out, and so it was like a really big thing yep. if your oh,
1: engine hit uh, three hundred thousand miles yeah. or something. <laughs> and and I've got a car that literally the odometer only goes up to five digits, so it right. rolled over a hundred
0: thousand and went back to zero. No, well, my gonna... wife's
2: car only has yep. three digits on the odometer. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. so...
0: <laughs> my son's um, car's that's an got old Two hundred and fifty thousand on it right now. Only. Yeah. Only. Yeah. It I mean, was, that's, it was a hand-me-down from... Well, and it's a love affair with that vehicle, too, right? right?
2: You know, you just, well, I
0: don't know if it's a love affair for him or he's just cheap and waiting for oh. it to, <laughs> to, to putter out before he actually well, buys his own car.
1: He's saving money, and he's spending his money on the important things like that's good right. beer.
0: Yeah, good beer. And waiting mm-hmm, you know,
1: mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. spend money on a car that, until it's really necessary.
0: 800 pound safe he just bought that he wants to melt the lock off with thermite. So, wow, that's a science experiment. He's that's an, he wants interesting. To run. That's an expensive experiment. If yeah. the safe is empty, I mean, is, well, yeah, is, is the safe full or I, well, you know, he has yet to get it. Um, it, it weighs 800 pounds, it's in Loveland. Oh, um, I'm waiting for the phone call to say, Dad, can you come help me move <laughs> this 800 pound uh, safe? I would say an engine hoist would be very helpful here, <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, but yeah I don't know we'll see when we get it I'm not sure where he got it from but you know he's got big boy money now so he can well you know those um, uh, storage units
2: every once in a while have a big sale those auction things Uh, the auction things and sometimes there's safes in them yeah there. and sometimes those safes have money in them yeah so they
1: lots of sometimes lots of possibilities. Interesting, huh? Yeah, it's intre- <laughs> <laughs> interesting. So, well, we have done a great job of talking about everything but beer in this segment. So <laughs> we're going to figure out something really interesting to talk about beer related in the next segment as we go to break and we think about what would we like to discuss. And if anybody's out there on social media and you want to give us a little bit of a tip and say, hey, what about this? We'll certainly pay attention before before we come back from a quick break, pay a few bills, and we'll talk to you in just a few. Stick around. Welcome back to Brew Talk on 103.1 and 1310 KFK. Coming to you live from downtown Greeley in the Aloe Fiber Studios, um, Europe, Correct.
0: Yeah. The yeah final final countdown. countdown. Yeah.
2: Actually, I, I, I think
0: that's your favorite band. <laughs> that's what I thought at first. Yeah. Isn't that Rush? Yeah. Um. <laughs> no. <laughs> I knew it was one of those.
1: <laughs> I'm number one. <laughs> Twice over, Micah. Thank you very much. I don't. I. Used to like you. Well, anyway, okay, <laughs> on, on to beer news. We were kind of perusing the different elements that were going on in beer, and um, Doc, you had something local, Crap brewery.
2: Well, not necessarily local, wow. local, but uh, Denver um, yeah. is going to be in another uh, place to go and try some more beer. Um, Denver Beer Co. is announcing a grand opening of their fourth tap room wow. on February 25th, uh, which is, uh, if I remember correctly, Friday. Friday, yep. Uh, and it's uh, it'll be at 7070 East Lowry Boulevard. So that'll be in the Lowry neighborhood yep. yeah. in downtown nice. Denver. So um, they will start opening up at noon, and we'll have live music and on the whole works. And if, uh, for any of you uh, out there who aren't familiar with what Denver Beer Co. is known for... Uh, they have uh, their flagships include like the Graham Cracker Porter, mm-hmm. uh, Princess Yum Yum. Princess Yum Yum. That's yep. their Raspberry Kolsch. Um, and a whole bunch of other good beers. So I strongly recommend uh, that uh, if you happen to be in the area, uh, go swing by their tap room and welcome them on
0: board. Definitely. a yeah, Great brewery. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. exciting for them.
1: Yeah. You know, and it's funny. I was looking at some things and we were talking about this um, during the break about how... Um, actually today that Molson Coors announced that they're really down. Their fourth quarter shipments were down 11%, and their depletions were 6.8% negative um, full year, which kind of aligns with some of the stuff we talked about last week, with some of the challenges with the consumer price index and everything else. Um, But I think we're starting to see a shift. Well, Maybe we're not starting to see a shift. I think that we're getting more good craft beers that are taken away from the big breweries. Um, We're seeing that as
2: well, but I think as well you have to imagine that we're easing the economy is slowly easing back to where it was before, and so right. while we're we're seeing now last quarter, well, last quarter was a couple months ago, so right. um, things uh, are probably. If you did a, a, the thermostat of today, it's probably a little better than it was, and we're seeing some easing of some of these things, like the consumer price index, like um, like their their. Uh, their distribution or whatever the the sales are down just a little bit but they're coming back Mm -hmm. um i have seen reports that uh, the craft beer industry is taking a larger chunk from big um what do you want to call it macro breweries Yeah. yeah um but uh it's not i don't think it's ever going to outpace them and i think that's because of the economy of scale Right, they will always be able to underprice the craft beer consumer or the craft beer, uh, yeah. the craft beer uh, company. And so that just means that their beers would be a little bit less expensive. and you know, Buying power
0: is a huge. And buying power is huge right now. Um, if you can buy more grains and more hops and more right. everything, right, That's, you can get it at a bigger discount than a small guy like you can.
2: Than a small guy like me, which means that my can of beer costs x number of dollars right. and their can of beer costs much less than that and so they can still make a lot more profit on their can than i can on mine
0: yeah. well, i imagine part of that too is also that not just the craft beer industry but the, the switch to away from beer towards seltzers and you know the alcohol pops <laughs> kind of things right. the the canned cocktails, the... I,
2: I think we're seeing a, a, a decline in the um, seltzers and um, hop waters and things like that. The sales of those alco-pops, I think, is going down slightly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know if it's going down faster than... Right. ...than uh, beer, sales beer sales are. Beer sales are going up, yeah. And, it, you know, et cetera. So are they here to stay? I don't know. Um, but you're right. There are other products out there uh, where they're doing mixed drinks and... Um, Things like that in a can that are're taking away
0: from some of the oh, yeah. the, the beer buyers and... mm-hmm. I mean like
2: if you climb a fourteen or do you want a tequila sunrise when you're up at the top, <laughs> or would you like a beer, you know, and the answer is hmm, maybe I want this, and yes. maybe you want that, and that's kind of uh, where I think the uh,
1: the marketing is going, yeah I will say the one and only time that I did a fourteener. I had a beer when we got to the top, and it was delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. couldn't tell you what it was, but it was delicious. <laughs> well,
2: the only time I've been to the top of a 14-er is after riding the train, the train all the way up to the top. I walked 30 feet and almost collapsed. And that was exhausting. It <laughs> that was exhausting. And then uh, took one bite of a donut, and I was full. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was a really good donut, by the way. It was. Interesting. In other news, I am actually reading right now that the Brewers Association announced that 2022 was their best post-pandemic year to date. Mm -hmm. And they were topped over $20 for the first time since 2019. But this is what's crazy. You think about this. Their 2022 revenues was over $23 million. It's more than $6 million more than their 2021 revenue. So you think about that. That's a 33% increase 2021 over 2022. And then in 2020, they were um, 9.7 million. So we've literally seen them almost, it's probably a two and a half times increase over what they did in 2020. Mm -hmm. And granted, we had the pandemic and everything else happened, but to see that grow so rapidly is actually, I think, a good sign for crap. Yeah, yeah that's what right I was saying. I think
2: we're seeing a lot of easing in the in the thing so that these, these scary numbers we're looking at for last quarter. Yep. I don't think are going to be the same
1: when we get through this. Quarter. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good news. And I think, mm-hmm. Doc, you were on the front lines of all of that. And you have talked about that. It's you're still not where you were pre pandemic. No, not where we're, we're almost where we were pre pandemic. But that's good. I mean knowing that you're almost there i i don 't know what the Brewers Association had numbers wise in two thousand and nineteen, so i don 't have better numbers in front of me to say what that was pre pandemic but I think it's good to hear that we're seeing those things come back
2: and and usually, what I do to judge the strength of the of the craft brewing industry is to look at um, closures versus openers mm-hmm. so look at how many new breweries came on line and how many ended up having to close. Yeah. And so far, I think we're still doing good. It's still growing. Yeah. And when, it seems like there's
0: new breweries open yeah. all the time.
2: And when the when the breweries keep opening up, that's a good sign. Well, yeah.
0: yeah, Denver Beer Company opening their fourth Denver Beer Taffer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's a great sign. So that's got to be a great sign.
2: They wouldn't invest the money and open
1: that if yeah. they didn't know that there's, you know, Some growth going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and to actually back up what you just said, um, last week Boston Beer announced that they are projecting um, the seltzer segment to decline 10 to 15 percent. Yeah. So big changes there. I mean that's a significant amount. I mean 10 to 15% decrease in distribution in in any product line is significant. So.
2: Right. And I think that's because of uh consumer taste preferences. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's because people don't like the beer. Uh, I think it's just because hey mm-hmm. that those that brand those flavors are, are now not the the bee's knees and it's time to go and try let's go back to uh go basics. back to regular beer
0: or in mountain there's more right. variety of different canned cocktails.
2: Right. And just like we saw with New Belgium, instead of um, keeping with that standard fat tire, they're rebranding it and going with the new one that's a little bit lighter and crisper and more appealing. Yeah. Trying to appeal to the
1: masses. I think it's it's interesting to see things as they shift and they move and people, you know, their their taste wax and wane depending on, you know, the season or whatever else. But um, I like the the core that we're still mm-hmm. seeing and we're seeing good craft beers. We're seeing good things come out. You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the different flavors and different like tastes. And we're going to actually have that in our segments in the second half of the show. When we actually try a twist on something that a lot of people are very familiar with, with a flavored beer. Um, so getting a lot of those types of opportunities to see things expand and grow. You know, I asked this a few weeks ago, anything, You've heard about in the last few weeks that you're excited about, that you're looking forward to, something else that's like all of a sudden coming out going, oh, hey, I just heard about this.
2: Well, the things I'm looking forward to are uh, coming up here in March. We've got our first uh, festival, yep. um, and yeah. that's what I'm really looking forward to. And mm-hmm. I think the festivals now are uh, – I, I, I'm going to be very interested to see just how um, busy this particular festival right. is. You know, how It many-
0: seems like they're really – Pushing to make the comeback this year. Yes.
2: And you, you're last, hearing
0: more and more about the festivals earlier than you did oh, last year.
2: And now people are, like, getting hyped about it. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, we got to go to this, you know, this festival. Mm-hmm. And here's this one come up. We, I mean, like I said, we've already booked. Um, we're booked for um, three festivals already for that's, this coming summer. That's great. So that's a... That's a good sign. We know that there's certain festivals coming up,
1: so. and the one you're talking about is in Westminster, Westminster. at the Westin. It's the Club Fest. Correct? It's the Club yep. Fest. In, yeah. at the end of March. So, and
2: yeah. I, I recommend everybody give that one a shot yeah. because if you want to try some beers that are out there that are maybe pushing the envelope, a little experimental or yeah. something, this is the place to go. And well, it's great.
0: always great to see you know some of your favorite breweries get together and mm-hmm. and you see how their minds meld and. And come up with some or amazing this one, different things. Or
2: this one brewery goes together with uh, a brewery that you'd never even heard of yeah. before. Right. And yeah. you're like, whoa, I get to talk to those brewers, too. And next thing you know, I want to come to Then your I brewery. need to go to their yeah. brewery yeah. and right. check it out. Right. Yeah. So I really rec- recommend everybody give a... Give a shout-out and,
1: you know, try to get to the collab. Yeah, collabs are always yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Always fun. Should be a great time. So I was waiting for Micah to come out of his skin when he said the, the mind, the mind. <laughs> And with a, the Star Trek reference there, he he would have been a, a big fan about that one right there. But he, I melded that into your brain, <laughs> oh. yeah. you so I wondered where that came up from. Yeah, just out of nowhere. So All right. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we will let you know what we're going to review today. And it is something that you are might have heard but maybe not we'll find out walk us out with a little fly by night thanks
0: i love europe
1: Welcome back to Brew Talk. Coming to you live from downtown Greeley. Coming back in with some April wine. I like to rock. Nice. I like to rock. <laughs> well done. That's I a, thought. That's what we were drinking. April late, wine. Late, April wine.
0: Seventies.
2: Ooh. Ooh. Hey. I should make a beer called April beer. There, there you go. <laughs> go. April beer. So. Doc's no. got his next. I have my next beer.
1: Yeah. So we're reviewing a little twist on something that a lot of people have probably tried or at least aware of is Breckenridge Brewery does a vanilla porter. They do a couple different versions. They do a regular, and then they do a nitro-infused. And just in the last several months, they've come out with a couple different flavored versions. And so today, we are trying the Raspberry Vanilla Porter by Breckenridge Brewery, and Chad, I'm watching your face, and I'm trying to read it, and it's really hard, so I'm, I'm curious what your initial thoughts are. I feel are.
0: like uh, this beer is a week late. It's, uh tastes like the Valentine's chocolate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was out on Valentine's hmm. Day, so don't blame them. Blame well, there we a. go. It, we're just...
1: <laughs> I should have brought it last week. That's what you're telling me. Great. Well, I mean, it's... Uh
2: Breckenridge, of course, was uh, a brewery down in the Denver area yep. that uh, really hit it well with the vanilla porter, and, mm-hmm. and ended up becoming an AB InBev company. Yep. And uh, so, I don't know if this was made down in Denver or up at uh, Wellington, but uh, it's uh, or wherever it's made probably down in Denver. It's um,
1: It's got the Littleton label on it, which is where their main well, facility yeah, is off yeah. of Santa Fe. So, yeah.
2: So um, I know that uh, their vanilla porter was a go-to for me for a long time. Yeah. Uh, just because it was really good, um, and the vanilla was kind of over the top a little bit, yeah, um, it's a, yeah. And here on this particular one, I don't get the vanilla being over the top. No, in fact, uh, the vanilla takes a back seat it to does. the raspberry, or uh, I think it is raspberry, mm-hmm. um, and it becomes more of a creamy. note. it does.
0: It really kind of balances out mm-hmm. with the raspberry, the the vanilla ness and the the porterness. Of, if you will. Yeah, there you go. I like that. I like, I like those You don't words. get the, it, on the nose, it, to me, is very much like the original vanilla yep. porter. I don't get much raspberry right. on the nose right. at all. But when you take that sip, it, it like I said, to me, it's like, you know, you get that random Valentine's Day chocolates mm-hmm. with the, you pick one with, oh, a raspberry, yeah, with filling. raspberry
2: filling in it. This is yep, that's exactly right.
0: Kind of what I tasted yeah. when I went my first sip of this beer. Well,
2: I mean, the good like, news is it's not heavy either. Exactly. It's, yeah. not, it's not a heavy like you know like it would be if it was a stout or something like that. It's just a porter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's got all the chocolate and coffee notes in it, and uh, then the vanilla makes it a creamy milk chocolatey kind of flavor, and the raspberry just rides along there. Um, it, I think it's masterfully. Put yeah.
0: together, it's really balanced. It's, I think they did a great job. It's a little bit lighter than a than a typical porter. It seems to me. Uh huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think that's the, you know the raspberry and the vanilla doing their jobs and yeah, and that makes it more it drinkable. I think yeah, right? for sure, mm-hmm. for a lot of
1: people. Yeah. No, oh, I think it's good. I, you know, funny story about the vanilla porter. I was talking about that and their facility down on Santa Fe. When I used to work for the city of Thornton. I had an opportunity to go down to their facility, and they were doing an open house for a technology company that we were going to visit at Breckenridge Brewery. Oh, yeah. And we happened to be there on one of the days that they were wrapping up and kind of finalizing their different test modes for the Nitro Vanilla Porter. And they had like six or eight, as we're kind of doing the tour, you can see them on the thing, and they opened up one of their you know, their top three and they actually allowed people that were there to try the vanilla porter on Nitro for the very first time. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if it was the actual first time, but I know it wasn't even in stores yet yeah. and they were just starting to release it in the tap room and it was really kind of an interesting time and I mean that was years and, and years that ago. Nitro but, I mean, really does a number on it, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. I and I prefer the N V P over the standard vanilla porter all day long. NVP. Hmm. Yeah, so that's what. The, yeah, that's nitro.
0: Yeah, no, no, I'm just saying that's a <laughs> that's a play on uh, the word MVP. Yeah, right. they did a great job with. So that. now that they have this new compound or facility, yep. Do they still have the the brewery downtown by the the, the Coors Field? You know, I'd have to look that up to find out. You I, I would because they started it. a tiny brewery up in Breckenridge itself. Yep. Right, right. When they brewed Avalanche and Oatmeal Stout, I think were the only about the only two beers that. You could get out. And Avalanche is a great beer. It is. And then I remember they moved to a, a, a facility that was right next to Coors Field, basically. Mm-hmm. And then ABN Bev kind of bought them out and they built this huge compound where they do wonderful concerts and uh-huh. great big tap room and yep. food trucks. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was a great acquisition for both parties. Yeah, absolutely. Right? For both yeah, it worked and really for AB well for both parties. Yeah.
2: So. Um, yeah, in fact, some of our uh, students have gone down there and found positions uh, with Breckenridge, so it's it's actually really
0: growing, and and yeah. it's still got a big following. But yeah, so. it's just curious if now I've, I've been to the new compound and it's a wonderful place. Yeah, and I just but remember I'm, going to the old, you know, brewery and tap room downtown, and it just made me think: Do they still do that?
2: Yeah, I haven't even. Uh, I need to get I down there. And check I, yeah, it out. I can't
0: even. But, I remember the last time I was the, down there to even think to check. So. You
2: know, when I, I said this, uh, th- this one was masterfully put together. I think the raspberry, initially, whenever somebody, somebody, somebody says, oh, this is a raspberry flavored beer, you think in the back of your mind, oh, great. Somebody oh, added go, raspberry yeah. Jolly Ranchers to yeah. my beer. Um, this is a Yeah, the... and this is not that. It's, it's there. You can tell that there's raspberry through the entire sip. And it sticks around after the sip, too. It does. Um, But it's not overpowering. No. It's a delightfully nice muted raspberry all the way through. And I think the vanilla might play a role in doing that, too. Yeah,
0: I think so. I think the vanilla and the raspberry work very well together in this Mm -hmm. beer. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so according to Google, it looks like that the... Um, they have the facility at the Ball Arena, used to be the Pepsi Center. Mm-hmm. But as far as the one next to Coors Field, I am not um, sure I'm seeing that. Looking gotcha. At, yep. No, they've got one at at DIA. But the one that they used to have right around the corner oh, down yeah. the street from Coors Field is no longer no there. longer there. I, think, I, I think it became like a cherry cricket. Oh, did it really? Yeah, okay. I think it actually converted okay. to that. And might have been after the purchase. I don't
0: gotcha. know. Gotcha. Huh. Just curious, yeah. I
2: keep time. keep forgetting that a lot of these um, regional breweries that are local to Colorado actually also have a presence at Dia. Yes, I keep forgetting that because Great every Divide, time I fly
0: out, Great Divide has a, a big uh-huh. one in there. I um, try to
2: get, I try to get to the to the Denver airport usually about two hours before I really have to be there. Yeah, just so I can go, to go find a place, to to find one there. of these places to sit down and try their. Their beers that they might have, plus also uh, sample some of the food that they've got there that goes with it. So plus, that always makes flying
0: a little easier, doesn't
2: it? Yeah, when well, you yeah, don't have definitely. to rush. Of course, it makes it more expensive, but it does. <laughs> you know, like, it Helps me sleep on the plane
0: for sure. We oh, well, that's have a, those
2: couple of beers before. Yeah, I, I, on I won't tell you what I do to make sure I sleep on the plane, but <laughs> it involves an IPA oh. <laughs> and a shot.
1: <laughs> well, it looks like they actually did. Three different takes on their vanilla porter. So they have their standard. They've got the raspberry that we're trying today. They have a cookie porter, and then they also have a peanut butter porter. Mm. Mm. So it, they, I'm looking the peanut, right on their
0: website, and they have a, a porter peanut pack. butter. I've seen a lot of peanut butter beers. Yep. Peanut
2: butter can be done well, and it can also be. It can o- also be done, yeah, poorly, yeah. poorly, yeah. Uh, just think of like you know your standard Jif versus yes. your nutter butter,
0: your or whatever. yeah, yeah.
2: Whatever, they put the jam and the the peanut butter in the
1: same same jar. So crunchy or smooth? Oh, crunchy. Oh, wow. And I'm a crunchy. Very, very different. I'm crunchy all the way. My wife is definitely a smooth. Yeah, extra crunchy. That's that's the only
0: way to eat peanut butter as far as I'm concerned.
1: No, no, that's false.
0: (laughs) Yes. No, I agree.
1: (laughs) It, It depends. No, it never depends.
0: I agree with you. It does depend. Yeah, I mean you can. You I can think have, crunchy is great on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. The, right, yeah, they both right. can go
1: great on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. If you're trying to put it on a peanut butter and cheese quesadilla, you want to go with creamy.
0: Oh, yeah. also, I also, believe if you're putting on celery, you want a creamy, oh, creamy. or a peanut butter and pickle sandwich, you want the creamy. I would agree. With, well, no, I would do the crunchy with the p- pickle sandwich. Would you? Yeah, I've actually had that sandwich; it's pretty tasty. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite sandwiches yep. in the world, and. My wife looks at me like I'm crazy.
2: Now, if you're putting it on your hamburger, creamy all the way. Mm. Yeah, agreed.
0: Agreed. Yeah.
2: Okay. Fine. Unless you somehow figure out how to cook it in with the hamburger, <laughs> then you are a god.
0: Well, you just okay. mix the peanut butter, mix the mix the peanut peanut butter with the beef.
2: hamburger.
1: Yeah,
0: you can make that happen. That's easy.
1: I want you to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> We we'll could have to that. try that. And I think a crunchy would go well when you're mixing it in the it actual batter yeah. Unless you did it like a Juicy Lucy or something. That's true, yeah. And then you want it kind of creamy where yeah. it
2: kind of oozes
0: out. Now, what about peanut butter and apples? See, to me, I th- again, I think that needs to be creamy. I agree, I agree with you. Just because of the spreadability. I was like, thinking about that. But, yeah, I enjoy a
1: little, little golden delicious apple with some Yeah. So, some so there's a lot of times fingers. I'll just So take, fine, I'm, isn't I'm it, not it.
2: Isn't it interesting how that one nut, the peanut has so many different applications. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And when we go to put it into a beer, we have to do something special to it. Yes. It has so much fat in it that you yeah. can't really just like throw a jar of Jif in. It's the, really it's, hard
0: for fat and liquid to kind of, yeah, they don't really right. Totally right. Go, go together. And
2: it kills the, the foam on top of the beer yeah, the head. So you actually have to use dehydrated, defat um, peanut butter. In order to
0: get it to work, now, it's like we actually powder. have you ever had the peanut butter powder? Yeah, you mix it with water, and um, yeah, it actually works really well. Yeah, and you it's throw actually it in shakes or or
2: drinks. Yep, and it's actually fairly pretty. Clo- it's pretty close to the flavor it that is. you think. Yeah, of.
1: it really is. We are. We are learning so much. <laughs> no, but we, we started with a raspberry vanilla porter, and we ended with peanut, peanut butter, butter powder. <laughs> it's perfect. So It all connects. We yeah, talked about peanut connects. butter beer. And how it, you have to use that powder in order to get into it. Very much so. So we're going to take a break. We're going to crack open another one of these beers. We're going to make sure we sample it. When we come back, we're going to give you our review and our final thoughts for today's episode of Brew Talk. Stick around. back to the final segment of brew talk where we have had a really really in-depth debate slash discussion about crunchy versus peanut (laughs) creamy creamy peanut butter butter and all different forms of where you would put that in including (laughs) a burger and a milkshake and everything else so we Mm -hmm. it's it's we've been working non-stop ever since we went to break so i I, I could just uh just to kind of follow up with
2: that yeah if you make a juicy lucy hamburger that means you make a pocket of of cheese inside mm-hmm. your burger. If you try that with peanut butter, I would be very careful before you took a bite of that one. <laughs> because <laughs> that peanut butter would probably that be a million explosions. degrees to be really warm. It's going to be very
0: warm. You get that a lot of times when you fry stuff in a batter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You bite into that oh yeah. Thing in the Hot grease, oh gosh! Splashes into. So you it you, if you like, if
2: you do that at home, just uh, just let it, it cool down first before you try to eat
1: for it. For the sake of our audience, we recommend, we highly recommend that if you're going to make a juicy Lucy with peanut butter or anything else in it. Cut the burger in half. Oh, yeah, there you go. Before you eat it. That's a smart idea. There we go. There's your, there's your public safety there's, announcement from Bruce There's Talk your right
0: safety now. meeting. For <laughs> safety <laughs> safety yeah. meeting with Scott.
1: <laughs> All right. Hey, more alliteration. Look at that. We're bringing it full circle. All right. Well, before the break, we were talking about the Raspberry Vanilla Porter by Breckenridge Brewery. We were enjoying a very. <laughs> slight hint from a nose perspective but a really good flavor and a really balanced Mm -hmm. beer so i think we need to we need to give our audience that is waiting with bated breath on what we're going to review this beer on so you guys ready i'm ready on the count of three one two three Bam. Wow. Look at, Look at that. Wow. Three growlers. So that yeah. is brew talk approved.
0: There's the beer. So well done. So Chad, tell me, why did you why did you go with the growler? Um, you know, surprisingly, this is a fruited beer that you know, not not a a, a style that I'm particularly fond of. Yeah, but this it. one is you know, the the raspberry subtle enough. It, there's maltiness enough from the porter. I just think it's a really well balanced beer, and it just reminds me of of sweets and like uh, raspberry chocolates and raspberry cakes. And uh, I just think it's a really g- well developed beer. A week too late, but a great yeah, beer. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> but uh, that's exactly how I'm thinking. It's very balanced. But do I want a full keg of yeah. it? I'm. You know what? In the back of my head, I keep thinking. I wonder what the beer tastes like without the vanilla and without the raspberry. Yeah, uh
1: huh.
2: And I, that I'd probably take home in like a tank car load full. Very. <laughs> because um, I think that porter underneath there is yeah. very good. So this one I think is really good too. But that raspberry after a while, I'm I'm yeah. like Chad. The fruited beers are great, mm-hmm. but after a while, you kind of go, eh, you know, I yeah. wonder what it tastes yeah,
1: there's like. There's only so the much you can
0: have. Yeah,
1: and I think that's true with most of the. The flavored beers that we've had. I I know you guys have heard me say I really love the chili beers, the jalapeno beers and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it gets into the same mode. It's like mm-hmm. that extra flavor to the beer is great, but you've got to take it in limited quantities. You can't just, you it know. It's sensory drink. overload yep. after yeah. a while. And I
0: think that's where this beer wins is because it's it's very well balanced. Yes. And it's not overly fruited. Mm-hmm. It's not overly vanilla and it's not over porter. It's just kind of a yeah. nice meld of everything.
2: Yeah, like I said, it's masterfully crafted. There you go. They put together just the right amount of everything. It is an interesting. Beer and
1: interesting in the good. In the the good good sense, yes. Not the "Hmm," sense. I'm noticing that when Doc says interesting and he means it in a positive way, he's kind of got a little bit of that head nod and that finger up. (laughs) Interesting in (laughs) a good way. That's right. It's not interesting. It's not just interesting and then silence. Yeah, exactly. It is. And something else I was just noticing as we were sitting here talking and I'm looking at what's in the glass is that it isn't as dark. As your normal porters are, and I think no. that speaks to the overall, just the volume and the taste and the heaviness well, of it, and also to the fact that I think you know
2: they followed the real recipe for making a porter. The porters don't have to be midnight black, right? right. right. And um, here in the U.S., you know, of course, everything is a little over ramped, right. and, <laughs> and it's kind of better. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of easy to go overboard with those roasted malts and stuff, and. It's kind
1: of nice when it's not over the yeah. top. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite questions to ask both of you, especially you, Chad, being a a restaurant owner and an entrepreneur
0: in such a great way, what would you pair this with, food-wise? Um, this is, to me, very much a dessert beer. Um, I would go something chocolate, chocolate. Um, Flourless chocolate cake, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Mm. Uh, brownie. Like a lava um, cake or something? Yeah, lava cake would be great pairing. Um, I would keep the fruit out of the dessert. Yeah? Um, I, I would just keep the fruit in the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would do something chocolate, I think. Gotcha. And, Doc, you're shaking your head. I yeah, see I'm just imagining
1: yeah? the
2: flavor of eating, like, a, a dark truffle that's just in like a dark dark mm, chocolate yeah. truffle and no nothing other than the dark chocolate in yeah. it to go with that beer and i think it would make that raspberry pop even yeah. more mm-hmm. make the vanilla just jump out of the background
0: now if you wanted to go entree i'd go some some wild game like a venison or mm-hmm. some elk or something like that yeah. mm. To where you know, the berry, berries and the the, the maltiness so you 're going to get some of that that natural feeding that right you get some of the natural sweetness yeah, yeah. and the natural feeding that, that that develops the meat and it balances yeah. out with the beer as well well look at that we 're again food and
1: beer pairing all the time on brew talk we' can't can't just, get any better we are a we are you know, a, we,
0: we
2: just, need to find a beer that goes really good with fish though because you know every once in a while I like a a nice filet or something, and uh, this is not one of those that no, I think this is good with it. I don't think this is no. a good fish beer. No. no. so See, and I'm... For me, but I, I like the idea of a nice uh, uh, elk roast yeah. and yeah. Uh, some uh, baby
1: potatoes and stuff like that with this beer. I yeah. think would that would be yeah. really wonderful. For me, I feel like that if you're going to do beer and fish, you have to do battered fish. It has to be, you know, like... Like you would do fish and chips or something like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that. Uh, Maybe
2: that's why there's fish and chips at it
1: a problem probably is, all the time. but right? Yeah, you get that. I feel like that if you're going to do fish, it's got to be, you know, wine if you're going to do it without it being breaded. But if you're going to bread it, then that's when you get in beer. So, sure. But that's just me. I'll and disagree, crunchy peanut butter. We can talk about that. And crunchy other time. peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> and crunchy peanut butter. We are not going to add crunchy peanut butter to fish. That's just disgusting. So. I don't even know what to say.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's been another great episode. We've gotten to talk a lot about beer. We got to talk about things that are going on in the world of beer and try different things and a big, you know, way to go to Breckenridge Brewery for doing a really nice villain porter. So if you guys get a chance, check that one out. Go see them. Let us know what you think and we will talk to you next week on Brew Talk.